Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hi everyone and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Feckit Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery. I'm Helly and in last week's episode I started to talk about eating disorder recovery being like a tug of war in which you or the person in recovery is on one side of the rope and the eating disorder is on the other side and both sides are pulling away trying to overpower their opponent. So I really explored that in detail and how eating disorder recovery can feel just like that at times. But I also explained in that episode that when eating disorder recovery does feel like you're fighting hard in that tug of war and it's leaving you mentally exhausted and increasingly anxious, then you're very likely making the recovery process much harder for yourself than it actually needs to be. Because if you just put the ropes down and walk away from the eating disorders games and stay focused and determined on and committed to your recovery course of action, then actually there's very few inner battles that you need to fight. And you will find that taking that path, the path of walking away from the tug of war, is less exhausting and actually creates much lower levels of anxiety as well. So if you haven't listened to that episode, skip back one episode, have a listen to that, and then you can pop back to this one. In this episode then, I'm gonna talk about some common recovery scenarios, really to help clarify what engaging in the recovery tug of war looks like in practical terms, and then what it takes to put the ropes down turn your back on the eating disorder and just walk or charge at speed towards you fully overcoming the eating disorder and finding your ultimate freedom. So first off, let's clarify what it is the typical tug of war between a person in eating disorder recovery and the eating disorder can look like. So in a nutshell, that tug of war looks like ongoing mental gymnastics and negotiations over what you'll eat, when you're going to eat, how much you're going to eat, considering factors such as what you're doing or planning on eating later or what you've done or you've eaten already that day to determine what you do or eat now. It's allowing more food or rest but only with fixed rules around that. Or it's eating more but only if you compensate or purge in some form. And that tug of war typically manifests as never-ending and exhausting mind games in which you're trying to do a bit more for recovery on one side, but the eating disorder is on the other, still setting rules or boundaries as to how far you're actually allowed to go. So let me give you some detailed examples of this. This might look like compromising with the eating disorder. So you might say, well, I'll have the McDonald's, but I'll eat healthy foods for the rest of today and tomorrow and go for an extra walk. 
or I'll eat with much less restriction and I'll rest, but only until my weight is at this point and then I'll just eat enough to keep my weight there and ensure I don't gain any more. It's that constant compromise with the eating disorder. That tug of war is also its high levels of anxiety because you're constantly negotiating. You're fearful of how the eating disorder is going to make you pay later if you eat or rest more now. And you're engaging in the disordered thoughts and the threats it's making. You're letting it future trip you. You're letting the anxiety and fears of what's going to happen tomorrow or later today stop you from recovering right now. It's also eating more, resting more, convincing yourself that you're in recovery, but then letting feelings of guilt, greed, shame and regret get the better of you, and so you resort to old behaviours to appease those feelings. Or it might be starting recovery action, gaining a bit of weight, and then allowing thoughts and beliefs that you're going to lose control, you're going to become obese to overcome you, and so you resort to old disordered habits to control your weight again. The tug of war also looks like allowing yourself to eat more and gain weight, but only if that weight gain is at or below a certain rate each week or each month, and so you're constantly trying to control the weight gain. Or it's doing recovery but having an invisible line or barriers that you still just won't cross. So examples might be, you'll allow yourself to eat 10,000 calories a day in recovery, but actually you won't let yourself eat 11,000. Or you'll tolerate gaining 100 pounds in weight, but not 105 pounds. And I'm not saying anyone should weigh themselves in recovery or count calories, but you know what I mean. There are these invisible lines still where, okay, you might be doing what you and other people around you think is really, really great in recovery, but you still have this invisible barrier in your head that you can't go over. And until you can blast through any barriers, you're always going to be holding on to restriction or those other behaviours in some way. It might also be giving up one set of disordered rules or beliefs but exchanging them for others. So it might be that you go from it's wrong to eat bread more than twice a day to, well, yeah, okay, I can eat bread more than twice a day, but it needs to be granary or wholemeal. So you exchange one set of rules for another. Or perhaps you're doing recovery by eating more, but only in a way that still feels safe with a meal plan or to a rigid set of routines and rules and believing yourself to be incapable of stepping out of that false comfort zone. The tug of war also looks like the I will eat more if compromises. So examples of this can be I will eat more if my partner has a pizza tonight then I will too. Or if it rains later at my usual walk time then I won't go for that walk and I'll definitely stay in, but I will go for that walk if it stays dry. It's ultimately leaving your recovery decisions to fate and it's usually a bad idea. So stop compromising with the eating disorder. Stop leaving your recovery to fate and to the weather gods or to whatever your partner decides to eat and just do what you know you have to do for recovery. <laughs>
There's also the delaying compromises. And this can look like, I'll definitely fully commit to recovery and start eating unrestrictedly when I finish these exams, or when there's less pressure at work, or after the holiday next month, or when the stars are perfectly aligning in the sky. I think we all know that the stars never perfectly align. And even when you finish those exams, when there is less pressure at work, there's gonna be another reason why you need to delay recovery. So you just need to make the space in your life, and it does take making space in your life, and get on and do it right now, because you're wasting your life otherwise. The tug of war is also allowing your recovery work to only happen when someone else in your life either says the right thing at the right time, also eats the same as you, tells you what to do, offers the right support, well, the right support in your eyes, even if they might not know what that is at any given time. So it's, again, letting your recovery work depend on somebody else and somebody else's support. This is your recovery. You need to feel empowered that you can do this no matter what anybody else does or says. Yes, it's great to have that support. It's great to have someone who always knows the exact right thing to say at exactly the right time. But that's a perfect world and this isn't a perfect world. At the end of the day, you're in charge of your recovery, so you take charge of it. The tug of war is also giving the green light to the eating disorder to gain strength over you until after, after a medical appointment, after your next weigh-in at the doctor's, after a therapy session, after you start to work with a new coach or dietitian. So you're saying to yourself, yeah, okay, I'm going to stay sick. I'm going to let myself carry on restricting, carry on living to the eating disorders rules until after I've had that appointment or that session or that weigh-in. There's always another appointment, isn't there? There's always another weigh-in. So you've just got to get on and do it. And then it's using the words, I'll try to, or I might, in your vocabulary. So for example, you're going to the Mexican restaurant for dinner tonight. So you say, well, I'll try to go to the Mexican restaurant for dinner tonight. Mm, I might go. As soon as the eating disorder hears that slight doubt or hesitancy in you and in the language you're using, it knows that it only needs to give one sharp tug on the rope to win that game. So get rid of that vocabulary. Get rid of that hesitancy in the language that you use inside your head and even that you verbalize. I am going to the Mexican restaurant for dinner tonight and I'm going to order whatever the hell I want off the menu. You're determined. You're telling yourself that you're determined as well as telling everyone else around you that you're determined. And you are telling the eating disorder to F off when you use language like that. And ultimately that tug of war is just really still allowing the eating disorder to keep a hold on you in a one foot in, one foot out dance of recovery and not finding freedom. Now, I'm sorry if you can hear a cat meowing in the background. I'm looking after a cat at the moment, and he, he does get quite chatty at times, and I think he's trying to join in with the conversation. So if you hear a cat meowing, that's, that's all it is. So then, when you're going through recovery with constant games of tug of war with you, fighting for your recovery and the eating disorder at opposite ends of the rope, 
it's still possible to make some progress in recovery. Because when you do something that's recovery positive, despite the constant games, such as eating that slice of chocolate cake in full, when you wouldn't have done so before, then that's a step closer to where you need to be. But the fact that eating the chocolate cake came with a compromise with the eating disorder that you wouldn't have dessert with dinner does negate the full progress that could have been made there. And at the end of the day, full recovery will never be yours if you can only eat more or change routines and disordered habits when there's conditions or rules attached to them. So it's breaking all of that and finding your way out putting that rope down in the tug of war and walking towards your recovery. So you eat the chocolate cake, you eat dessert, you eat everything in between. So just keep focused in your recovery. Put the ropes down, walk away. When the eating disorder starts up in your head, you walk away so that you're walking into full recovery action. No conditions, no negotiations attached. And yes, when you do choose to stop engaging in the mind games and the negotiations and the compromises and you drop the ropes and you walk towards your recovery, it can feel like the more terrifying option. It can be more distressing, more anxiety provoking. But when you do it, you'll soon find it's actually the easier path. And ultimately, only when you do take that control yourself, do you really ensure that you're fully rewiring your brain so that your full recovery can happen? So what does it look like then to drop the ropes, put the ropes down in the tug of war and take full control of your recovery with commitment and with determination so that you are fully owning the process? Let's look at some practical examples of that. So putting the ropes down, it looks like being determined that you will eat without restriction to all hunger, all the foods you want, when you want them, in the quantities you want, and with no need to think about what came before or what will come later, and just doing it. You take recovery hour by hour and you just do it. It's giving in to all the hunger and the exhaustion and that is likely to look like a lot of food and a need to rest fully for a while. And that can even be for a year or more for some people. But when you think of how long you've put your body through hell, is it any wonder it takes quite a while for your body to recover and quite a lot of food to restore all the damage that you have done to it? It's allowing the mental hunger and the extreme hunger to come in. Because when you're fully in that restrictive mode, you probably can't even recognize it or hear it. So it's only when you force feed yourself initially and you really let yourself relax that you begin to let that mental hunger and the extreme hunger show through. And then it's listening and responding to it in full, knowing it is the right thing to do for you and your health. It's also trusting that your body will tell you when it's had enough food at any point in time, but you have to keep eating to trust and understand that this is true for you. Putting the ropes down is also listening to your body and all the messages it's been trying to send you for all the years or decades that you've been unwell, but the eating disorder stopped you hearing. So it's really beginning to tune into your body again. 
Really say to your body with loving care, okay, body, I hear you now. What do you want? What do you need? What do you need me to feed you? How much rest do you need me to give you? Putting the ropes down is being absolutely adamant and determined that you will not engage in unnecessary movement or in any purging behaviours, no matter what. And it's allowing your body to gain weight at the rate it needs to gain at and not attempting to manipulate or suppress that, allowing it to become the weight it needs for your optimal health. And your body will know when that is if you trust it. And with that, it's choosing to embrace the new curves and the belly rolls with positivity rather than watch them develop with disgust and dread. Embrace those curves, embrace those belly rolls. They represent you overcoming an incredibly crippling illness that so many people never overcome. It shows that you are a superhero, the fact that you're overcoming this illness. You should be showing the world those curves and belly rolls with pride because they show just what a strong person you are to have gotten over this aspect of the illness. So be proud of them. Be proud that your body is allowing you to heal again. Don't watch them develop with disgust and dread. That's the last thing you should be doing. Recognize the emotions that arise of guilt, greed, or disgust are all part of the recovery process. And just sit with them while you keep eating and allow yourself to learn that those emotions are not appropriate. Because the more you sit with them, or you let them just sit next to you and let them watch you eat another slice of cake or have another roast dinner, the sooner they'll disappear. And of course, putting the ropes down is adopting a feck it attitude to eating, resting and recovery action. It's saying, will I eat that burger even though I've just had five donuts? Feck it, why not? The burger looks good, I'm going to eat it. And when the inevitable mental gymnastics do try to come back in, it's going back to your basics of I'm eating all I want, I'm resting and I'm embracing my growing body. And then it's distracting yourself from the disordered mind games with another tub of ice cream and just keep going. And while you do so, just hold on to a vision of the recovered, free and fabulous person you want to be in your future, identifying as that person now so that you can become that person now, that person who doesn't restrict, that person who doesn't engage in disordered behaviours and compulsions. Putting the ropes down is also accepting that it won't feel right all the time. In fact, it will feel quite shitty and emotionally messy and chaotic at times. But it's accepting that and that you'll keep going anyway. And it's continuing through the process no matter what others around you do or say or whatever others around you don't do or say, staying true to what you know you have to do for your recovery. Putting the ropes down is also allowing yourself to finally feel that exhilaration when you know that you've had genuine steps forward in your recovery and that work to achieve those steps came from you. It's allowing yourself to feel proud of that, to feel exhilarated that you're winning. And it's choosing to take on every new and wonderfully terrifying food 
and eating situation or recovery challenge, if you want to call it that, with positive energy, recognizing the good parts while accepting that sometimes food isn't perfect and that's okay too. And when it comes to the language you use with your recovery, if you're really committed and you're walking away from the eating disorder, it's using words like, I will, nothing will stop me, and feck it, yes, when it comes to recovery action, no matter how hard that action might seem. It's also making space in your life for recovery and putting your recovery and your future to the top of your daily priorities. Being curious as to what recovery wins you will make happen that day. And it's deciding that if you're going to do this recovery thing, you're gonna do it your way. And that is without hesitation, doubt or permission seeking, but with determined, full on, hunger crushing action. And it's always feeling pride in all you're achieving and all you're still determined to achieve because you and every other person out there, as I said before, facing down an eating disorder every day is a bloody superhero. This is such a powerful illness. It's so hard to overcome. I do believe everybody can overcome it, but it takes a lot, a lot of hard work and going through extremes of emotion and extremes in terms of challenging situations that most people won't encounter in a lifetime. You are a superhero to go through this. So when you put the ropes down and calmly walk away from the eating disorders attempts to engage you in mental gymnastics and negotiations and compromises, you will find actually that the anxiety can significantly drop as can the fears over those small changes. And that's because you're finally committed and you've decided that you know you are doing the right thing, even if you are going through some very difficult emotions in the process. As I said in the last episode, this is eating disorder recovery we're discussing. And I think we all know that there are still going to be ups and downs and detours on that journey to full health and an eating disordered free life. So yes, there will be days where you're doing great things and you manage to avoid picking up that rope and engaging in the eating disorders mind games and that tug of war. But there will be inevitable times when you find that you have started to negotiate with the eating disorder again or allowed it to manipulate your thoughts or actions in very sneaky ways. And when this does happen, recognize it. Attempt to identify what it was that led you to pick up the ropes again the methods the eating disorder used to re-engage you in the mind games, and then once again put the rope down and get back to your determined recovery process. You just have to keep recognising when you've started to play that tug of war again each and every time and keep walking away. And as you go through recovery, you'll find that you're better at avoiding the eating disorder's attempts to lure you back, wiser at recognising when it has got you playing those mind games again, and faster at dropping the ropes and walking away once more. Until one day, the games will be up. The eating disorder will stop trying to lure you back. It will have given up and you will be over this eating disorder and you will be fully free. I 
hope that's given you something to think about today and has had something in it that's been helpful to you. I'm Helly. If you want to find more about me, then you'll find me on hellybarnes.com. And otherwise, I will speak to you very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.